Sue is being Darth Vader tonight. Sorry about that, folks. Hello? Hello? Well, we have one of you. Yay! Well, we've got me and me and me. What it's more? Hi. crowd over here. What more do we need than you and you and you? Trisha. Does Scarlet have clones now? Apparently. It's the voices in my head, Scott. Oh, of course. Well, they're always interesting, so I'm sure we'll have uh-huh. a fine podcast. I was going to say scary, but interesting's a good word. Sorry. <laughs> Why do they have to be mutually exclusive? I don't know. My finger was turning blue earlier, but it seems to have gone away. That's good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Who's exclusively... Who's the voices in Trisha's head. Yes, I said they were interesting. Sue said they were scary. Scarlet says they can be both. Something Hold on, like my that. son's now talking to me. He doesn't realize I'm talking to you. Yes, Ulrich. Say hello, Ulrich. Hello, Ulrich. Well, you just <laughs> yelled in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't supposed to yell in your ear? Yeah, that's okay. All righty. Quiet there. Well, well, my voice has talked to me. So that's- well, that's the problem. She's got lots of voices and they're talking. What's wrong with that? Nothing. No. Unless it makes it hard to hear other people, then that could be bad. Yeah. Well, well, I have two guys behind me at my new job, and they're like the old men from the Muppets. And <laughs> it, it's funny, but then after a while, you're like, oh my god, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can only imagine. With butter. <laughs> well, that's talent. An opera singer who tap dances and sings cowboy songs. I wonder if there's anything she isn't good at. Yes, choosing what show to be on. <laughs> You're really enjoying the new job, I can tell. Yeah, can't you tell? <laughs> and the thing is, I can't, I'm not allowed to wear headphones anymore. It's killing me. Oh, that would be hard. I mean, sometimes the guy beside me, he emails me. He's like, will you ever shut up? I go, you know what? I wasn't noticing but now since you pointed it out to me, I hear him now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> because you can just... sometimes I can tone people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that at work a bit. Tone people out. Never the kids, just mm-hmm. people. So today is the 50th anniversary of the signing of the Head Start Act. And oh, it yeah? was signed in the Rose Garden. So today we planted roses. We we planted a red rose, a white rose, and a rose with blue in its name because the Head Start colors are red, white, and blue. And the paper came out and took pictures and all of that. So it was it was really kind of fun to be able to put it all together. And one of our community partners donated a rose, and then some other people donated roses, and it was nice. Yeah, sounds kind of nice. Yeah. So, nice way to start things off. And then on Friday this week is our end-of-the-year celebration, which is going to be a murder mystery. With kids? No, it's only with the teachers. Okay. (laughs) That makes a lot more sense. And it's being... No. And I only have four more kid days. Kids come Tuesday, Wednesday, this week, and Tuesday, Wednesday, next week, and that's it. We're done. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I'm out of work and that many days as well. Well, I have to work till the following Friday, but the last Friday in May, I'm done. Yay! Then I work harder than ever here, but that's okay. <laughs> it's different. It is. It's different. It's fun. Yeah. Um, so, random people have been given a part in this murder mystery. 
And I have been given a part. I can't remember my name. I think I'm Enrique. I'm the, okay. I'm the handyman who has stumbled onto this vineyard right after the husband died and has sort of cozied up to the to the uh, grieving widow. And apparently I sleep with the librarian so that I can get help with my online classes and research and anybody else I can find, you know, to sleep with. Uh, I, I'm pretty open. A hand whore. Yes, I am. And a bunch of people are going to show up at the vineyard and somebody's going to die. And all of us I'm, are going I'm to be happy. suspects. So I have to go in costume. And my costume is dirty <laughs> tennis shoes. That's good. Okay. That sounds good. Blue jeans, faded blue jeans. Ooh, I'm going to have to wash my jeans because they smell like smoke from burning the last week. Um, no, that's perfect. Yeah, but I don't think I could stand myself if I had to smell it all day long okay. again. All right. That's true. A t-shirt with a long sleeve shirt with my sleeves rolled up, my hair slicked back, greased, carrying a screwdriver. I was going to say, can you get a tool belt? I'm really thinking I need a tool belt. Yeah, I think yeah. you need a tool belt. I don't know if I if we have one that will fit me, because I, I could you borrow. Sling it over, you can sling it over your shoulder. I could. Mm. You should draw on one of those tiny mustaches or something. Ooh, that <laughs> might be bunches fun. Bunches of keys. Like, what, what? Oh, my God, what was that um, show? Oh, I know what you're talking about with all the keys, yeah. Yeah, but he had the, he had the slick hair, mm-hmm. and he had the mustache, and it was Valerie Bertinelli, and her mom was a single mom, and she had another sister. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know what it's called. What was that show? Ryan would know. Facts of Life. No. Um, maybe? I don't know. I'm terrible at these oh, things. Oh, my gosh. Google it. I am. Okay. So, but anyhow, that'll be my, and none of my coworkers know that I'm part of it, except for my boss, who is also part of it. And she has to show up in a mini skirt and a low cut blouse and high heeled shoes and play the tart. Oh, so I have a feeling I need to flirt with my boss, which is going to get really weird. Yes. But we'll see. So, yeah. So did they just have One day at a time. men to play the characters? Or yeah, we have no men. Them at random or? We have no men. Um. The only men that worked for us were bus drivers, and we faced out all the bus buses this year. So I don't think we have any men at all. Okay. The TV show is One Day at a Time. One Day at a Time. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. I'm looking at pictures of uh, Valerie Bertinelli, and all I'm seeing is boobs. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> Uh oh, you broke Scarlet. No, you didn't. I'm just trying to not like. She's die. eating quietly and trying not to choke. Yeah, I'm most. <coughs> pardon. I'm mostly <laughs> on mute. <laughs> the Harry made her choke. I know. I'm mostly on mute, so I am not loud and obnoxious with my chewing. That's good. What's for dinner? Uh, microwave pot pie. All right. Chicken. I will behave myself and not say gross. Thank you. Those can be pretty good, actually. Can they? Yeah, well, it's a microwave. That's what I think the first problem would be. Yeah, because I don't microwave food. Yes, well. Very, very rarely. Consider my stage in life. Yes, I know. I've told you the microwave, the pot pie story from my brother, have I not? I know I've I told it know. a time or two, but I will tell it again just while you're eating because it's so much fun. Thank so, you. So, 
my my stepmother said, I'm going to be home from work a little bit late tonight, and all I need you to do is, you know, take the pot pies out of the freezer, poke a hole in the top, put them in the oven on this cookie treat, cookie sheet, set the oven to whatever it is, and I'll take them out when I get home. It'll be perfect timing. Mike's like, okay, I can do that. So she comes home and she's like, what is that smell? She didn't tell him to take them out of the box. Oh, good boy. So he got him out of the freezer. He poked holes through the box into the top of them, put box and all in the oven, and then went on his merry way. And when she got home, it smelled like cooked cardboard. Wow. It was No crazy. kidding. We don't let him lift it down. Every of time not. pot pies come up, that story comes up. He gets so frustrated with us. But, you know. That's probably why a lot of frozen things now say remove from packaging. <laughs> More than likely. Of course, he was a teenage boy. He probably wouldn't have read that anyhow. Well, we probably don't have a whole lot to talk about because we all talked the other day for almost <laughs> an hour. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't do too much of me. I, was a I did. What did you do? I bought and assembled a bookshelf. Ooh, that's nice. exciting. It's very pretty looking. With a uh, screwdriver? Yes, actually. Oh, right. Screwdriver and hammer and sheer willpower. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to do it. Took me about two hours. Yeah, that's all right. But I got it done, and it's awesome, and my books are on it, and it's pretty, and this really is something that I could call home, at least for now. Cool. Oh, that's nice. That's and I got a pr- my printer set up, and it mostly works. <laughs> Mostly's good. That's well, about it all you was- can expect from printers. Oh, and it's a, a it's a Hewlett Packard, which means it's it just is inherently like diseased. Mm. <laughs> they they just are, but it mostly works. And I got and I really liked the doc my doctor that I saw today. So awesome. That'll be good. And I had a good weekend. And I bought fabric today. Oh, dear. Well, I need to start sewing, and I need to experiment with some techniques. So I needed some cheap fabric that I don't care a whole lot about, but I don't mind seeing. Okay. So I got about eight and a half yards of a couple different fabric. That is cool. Mm-hmm. And everything was on, pretty much everything was on sale. That's even better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Scott, are you breathing? I don't think so. I mean, it, in general, I think it's yeah. Sue. It could be me, because I... Okay. I it's not me. I was hearing it this time. Figured out... What oh, was yeah, you were supposed to figure something out. Yeah, I put it on mute. I don't have the thing anymore. And it... The... What should Majigger moves when we all talk? So, apparently, that means it's actually recording. So, that's good. Mm-hmm. When, so you've so you've done the thing you need to do to make sure that like life doesn't or whatever it was that was happening on Friday. What was that Friday? Yeah, Friday. It no longer has the echo in my ears. Excellent. Yeah, Ryan and I had a powwow the next morning and fixed it. Thank you, Ryan. Yes, it's always good. Thank it you, Bonnie. <laughs> what? I don't know. She she doesn't okay. think Ryan's real. I came up with a great topic for tomorrow's podcast for Point of View <laughs> Weekly. Okay. Yeah, I, saw. I think that we should name Ryan and Danielle's baby. 
<laughs> I don't think that is going to work out very well somehow. They're having a really hard time coming up with boy names, so I think we should just start throwing out boy names at them and see what's wrong with those names. <laughs> well, I gave them. I gave Ryan my silly suggestion. Uh huh. Basically, quoting him. I mean, I mean, Zachris is almost as unisex as Elven Dork. There you go. Mm-hmm. Someone already suggested Rory because you can go. For Rory Gilmore or Rory Pond. <laughs> uh huh. I don't think. Oh, did you Ryan see what Richard said? What did Richard say? Mm, mm-hmm. It wasn't very complimentary about the intelligence of either of those two characters. <laughs> that sounds like Richard. Yeah. Yes, and Ryan said something about how Rory from Gil- Gilmore Girls turned into a different person in the season that he doesn't like or something like that. So, you know. I remember hearing about that. I want to know what's wrong with Ryan Jr. Everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I suppose you could always bring up the topic and see what they say, but I don't uh, think it's going to actually it was result Jen in anything. Who liked Rory? Yes, I thought I said that. Yeah, I remember that. And I don't see I anything from Richard on here. Well, I saw it. Well, it and was I on would... there as a reply. Yes, I'm not. You just might have to click oh, I to see. tell it to show you more stuff. Yeah. And someone suggested they go go back to Harry Potter and look at names from there. Mm-hmm. Though I was thinking about it, and I don't know what names would really actually work. I always really, go with William. I'm going with <laughs> Ryan Jr. just to make him choke on his coffee, because you know he will. I oh, said I like the I, I like Sean. And Mom said, yeah, Sean's nice, and, and Sam... And so we were bouncing names off of back and forth off of each other. I said, it can't be a Seamus. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and then Jen could call him Seamus. <laughs> oh, goodness. There we go. See? Um, this has no connection to anything, but Jonathan's a pretty good name. It mm-hmm. is. Yes. I, you know, I, I have a lot of names that I would never name a boy child. And mm-hmm. J boy names tend to be on the iffy side, but Fair Jonathan's enough. not too bad. Justin. Don't name your child Justin. No Christophers. I'm I have a sorry. cousin named Christopher. I'm sorry, listeners, if you're Justins or Christophers. And I, names begin with J. I haven't had a Christopher in quite some time. Knock on pretend wood. But for a while, Christopher was a very, very popular name. And if your name was Christopher, you were a hellion. And I said that mm. to my friend once, and he said, that's not true. And I said, oh, it is. Every Christopher I've ever had is trouble. And then he went to McDonald's for dinner that night, and there was this child, and he was just running up and down the roads and jumping off chairs and jumping on tables. And his mother's like, Christopher! And my friend died. He laughed so hard he about fell out of his chair. I said, see, I told you. See, I can't tell anybody how to name their child because my child's name is Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great, uh, I, took, I just took Ulrich to um, grappling class and there was a boy that he was talking to. I'm like, oh, who is that? His He goes, oh, uh, his name is Conrad. And I looked at him, I started giggling. He's like, what? I go, that was, that's what I was going to name you. <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> he goes, I like that name better. <laughs> like, Aww. All right. So we got, <laughs> All 
Warwick's not bad. No, I mean, I can't say, I, I don't, I have, when people are like, oh, what do you think of that name? And I looked at them, I go, my son's name's Ulrich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people just like, okay. Clam up. <laughs> yeah. And was it I, your choice or was it your ex's choice? It was the one that we both agreed upon that we both liked. That works. Because he would not do Conrad. I was lucky enough because our experimental name is Ludwig, Dr. Beethoven. Um, because first time I ever felt him kick, I was at the Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert, and they played Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, and that's when I felt him kick. So that's how I got his middle name. It's Ludwig. If my ex had his way, his middle name would be Amadeus. Mm. Not because of Mozart, because of Falco and that damn song. <laughs> my coworker. Uh, her first uh, is named Wolfgang because they're a very big musical family. So. Val- Valerie Bertinelli's son is named Wolfgang. There you go. <laughs> See, it all comes back down to back- Valerie Bertinelli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Well, maybe on that point we should uh, start the podcast. Yeah, I think so. I have found out that I had named the author wrongly because, and I don't even know. Yeah, the person who posted this in the yeah Kelly uh, in the festival Shambliss thing is not was, the author. Was, was, was written for. It was written by the real Snape. The real Snape who yes. also has posted it on her journal, so you could go link to it there as well. But, oh, okay. And I've discovered there are more of them, which is oh well. I'll have I to go shots? looking. I went and read the. One that the case of the living portrait, and that was a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, that's the first one. Then there's this one, and there's two more that she wrote in 2014 as well. Excellent. Well, I, I will really have to go I, look. I have enjoyed. I did enjoy this one. It was. It was. It's so so darn cute. It is, and it's not too fluffy. It's not all pukish no. for you. No, so, it's not even close to being pukish. That's that's awesome because you know. I mean, like it, to hit the only way to make menu. it better is there was puke involved. Well, you can uh, imagine course. that Mundugas, as he was leaving, got sick in the gutter because <gasps> he was so upset and mortified that he'd gotten caught that he just lost yeah. all of the alcohol and things that he'd been drinking before he went to deliver the kitten. What would have been better if he fell face first in like in like um compost pal? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. waiting for you to say face views first into puke. I was going to go, oh, that's starting this off just a little too weird. <laughs> oh, well, I was thinking compost. Compost is good. Yes. It maybe has some dragon dung in it because she wants to make her garden a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can imagine that, you know, dragon dung makes the catnip just a little bit nippier. Nippier. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, I guess we should uh, start this. For Thursday, November 26th, this is episode 223 of Potterfic Weekly. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Nerdy awesome fun. Nerdy awesome fun, that's us, man. There's something going on. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I? How about Sherbert Levin? If I start snoring, let me know. Friend Never mind, I'm not going there, I'm not going there. Uh, we're just having adventures. Yep, we're adventures. Adventures are good. 
girl. Now tuck those trousers. Strip. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we're evil. How's that go again? I snorted so much yesterday, it was unreal. <laughs> same snape time, same snape channel. It's all snape time. Can we find Trisha? I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Oh, nice. Shit. Uh, yes, Scott, They're there to talk here, about please. the sector. They're going to worry about homework. <laughs> I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sex and snork eggs. Awkward. I'm so good on nightmares. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Pyrofig Weekly. The, uh, uh, I don't even know. My brain has just shut down. I should not have had the mics. My mother came in and she said, I was going to bring you a mics, but I thought, no, that would be a bad thing to do before you podcast. And I said, on the contrary, a mics before podcasting is always good. And apparently she was right. I should not have had the mics. It's always good. It's just not always productive. Oh, is that it? Mm-hmm. I was editing Keza on drugs yesterday, so. Keza on drugs? Yes, cause Ke- Keza broke her arm and we called oh. her the other day and, and she was pretty high. Oh goodness. What it was interesting. It was, uh, yeah, interesting's a good word. So, okay, let's see. Sex and snork eggs. Awkward. I'm so good on nightmares. <laughs> Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the premier podcast in the family of podcasts uh, that is Potterfic Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. And I'm Scarlett. And today we are reading The Case of the Missing Kittens by The Real Snape. And it is a gift for the community for uh, the Minerva Fest community, which actually sounds like kind of a fun community. I bet mm-hmm. they yeah. have some pretty fun stories, so maybe I yes. should join that one. It was a gift directly to um, Kelly Chambliss, but she manages the Minerva Fest community, so she posted it there for the rest of the people as well, because she uh, thought it was fun. Yes. That it is. And it begins with a letter from Headmistress McGonagall to Professor Chambliss. Mm-hmm. Then it's, sort of as a, a forward to the story. Yes, and I, I love that it's, uh, it, it starts out about Mesquiter. When Mesquiter informed me of the little party thrown in the honor of your five years in fandom, I was more than willing to join in. And so she's saying, you know, I hear that that you would like to hear more of the Minerva McGonagall Spencer detective stories, and I'd be happy to oblige, but I don't have any more stories up my sleeve. Yes, unfortunately, um, I don't run into murders nearly as often as Miss Marple does. <laughs> yes. And I could murder one of my colleagues. Merlin knows I've been tempted, but then I would... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fred George! Oh, sorry. 
Lock art, perhaps. Oh yeah. Oh. Or if we paste it on on Tuesdays. Umbridge. Not not Umbridge. I was thinking of uh, which was the Hufflepuff that was always causing trouble. The one that wanted to know if she could have kittens. <laughs> I don't know if we got a name for him or not. No, yeah, we did. What, was that it Zachary was, Smith? I think it was Zachary Smith. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> I'd say that Ravenclaw who. Tried self-transfiguration. Tried to turn himself into an eagle. Mm, yeah, or uh, what's his name that was partaking in the plants and herbology and stripped off all those clothes? Was it Cormac? Cormac McLagan. Yes. McLagan. The ores that came. Oh, that's true, except for Kingsley, because you except know. for Cl- Kingsley. Yeah, Kingsley was cool. Dollish. Dollish. Yes. yes. But unfortunately, if she murdered someone, then she couldn't really write the story about it because either she'd have to lie or not solve the mystery because, you know, she did it. <laughs> so Yeah. Or she'd have to write from Azkaban, which would be not very good mm. at all. Yeah. So, so this is the closest uh, that she could come to another mystery story, and it is called The Case of the Missing Kittens. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And it all starts when Amelia Bones invites her for a good talk and drinks. And she sent a brief, an owl, but with a very brief message. So something told me she was annoyed. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) as I step out of her fireplace, I'm greeted with, Min, what's wrong with them? (laughs) Which is also referenced in the case of the missing portrait. So apparently it's a, a common refrain between those two. Oh, okay. So, and her response is apart from everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. So they settle in at the fire, and it turns out that she's been asked to investigate a case of muggle baiting, which is an insult because she's already in a high position in her department. And muggle baiting is usually a very simple matter, and so involving her is not the mm-hmm. thing to do. It doesn't show yeah, much respect for her abilities. No. Yeah, that's an Arthur Weasley thing. Mm-hmm. No offense to Arthur. No. Yeah, but it's actually his department, so, you know. Yeah. Exactly. It's what he's supposed to do. And what's worse is that Cornelius Fudge himself had explained there was probably no reason, no truth to the tale, and made it very clear that the report she said must confirm this. So, you know, he's mm-hmm. being his usual self. I'm, yeah, he's, he's like, uh, you know what, he's being a male chauvinistic pig. There you go. Yes. And, you know... Amelia's like, if I had the slightest doubt, I'd send in a report demanding a full investigation and damn the consequences. But when I looked into it, I couldn't find any trace of muggle baiting. But there's something, and I need your help. And mm-hmm. of course, Minerva's ready to help. So She's a gumshoe. <laughs> she is a gumshoe. Do, do we have gumshoe out. music? What would gumshoe music be? I have no idea. I have mm. no clue. Get smart. Noir. Hall of the Mountain King, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking maybe, um... I suppose Sherlock. we could do Dragnet. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Mission dun, Impossible. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Okay, go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. I'm, I'm in but it turns out mode. that they're investigating... 
Arabella Figg's place in Little Winden. Mm-hmm. But they because... don't know that yet because they have to figure out where the letter came from. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they know it's they know it's Arabella's. Minerva no, knows it's a- yes. Arabella, and uh, uh, Arabella is significant. Yeah, sorry. And so when Amelia mentions, oh, this is in Little Winging Surrey, Wisteria Walk, it's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. That's where Harry lives. That's yeah. where Arabella lives. Mm-hmm. But that's but all hush-hush. That. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and Minerva definitely, like, legally isn't supposed to know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and she, Amelia isn't yet cleared for the information, so. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. <laughs> and killing That's, is morally wrong. It is. Mm-hmm. But then she'd have a mystery to write about, so, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. But. but then she wouldn't have a have a partner in crime to sol- solve mysteries with and to drink good fire whiskey with. That's true. That is true, yes. Another weird thing about this case is that the letter about it seems to have been sent from Kent, but the case itself is from this place in Surrey. Mm-hmm. That's where these kittens are apparently vanishing. Yes. Yeah. They're going missing. And Minerva gets unnerved by that because she mm-hmm. has a special affinity with cats. <laughs> that was good. Of course it was. <laughs> So, Minerva's like, well, one kitten missing, that's just an accident or a child that wants a pet. But several kittens, hmm, this doesn't sound good. So, And Amelia has gone to Wisteria Walk, and she's deduced that Arabella is a squib, although she doesn't know who she is. Mm-hmm. And so Minerva says, yeah, that's weird. Squibs wouldn't do the muggle-baiting thing. No. Uh, and, you know, she's the kind of, she spots Arabella, but of course, yeah, like you said, she doesn't know who she is. And she's kind of, she doesn't try to keep up appearances and she wears her carpet slippers and her hair nut when she goes shopping and stuff. But she talks to her cat like it understands her. So I'm wondering if maybe there's some measle in it. Because mm-hmm. so, they actually seem to respond. Mm-hmm. It's not just that it's a crazy old lady talking to her cats, which, you know, non-crazy people do with their pets, too. <laughs> but, I, uh, say, I talk to my cat all the time. Uh, and I tell her, I go, mm-hmm. does that feel good? Oh, yes, it does. Yeah, and I talk with Bonnie, and Bonnie answers me, so, you know. I mm-hmm. Whenever I'm around dogs, I... I will carry on a complete conversation with them. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. doing all the talking, but it's quite fun, and it seems to amuse my friends who are the dog owners. There you go. Well, yeah, I mean, I talk, for, I, I talk for the dogs. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do it with my cat, too. I, I, I also do that with babies. Yes. Mm. It's a similar impulse, really. Mm-hmm. But considering I talk to my electronics in the pretty much the same fashion, I mean, we can't really call me a a paragon of sanity over here. Yeah, sanity's overrated sometimes. Yes, I will agree with that fact. Which part? <laughs> that it's overrated. Uh-huh. Hey, I have never claimed to be sane in my life. In fact, case in point, I wrote my mother a rent check this month, like a good kid. And she took it to the bank today and put it in the bank. And then the bank called her and said, um, this check in the
the number part is written for $500, but in the part where you write it out, it's only written for $5. So we have to go by that. So um, we could deposit it for $5 or you can come back and get it and have your daughter fix it. <laughs> I was like, hey, cool. I got out of quite a bit of my rent this month. <laughs> There's a slight discrepancy there. Just a little one. So what was it? You just started writing the numbers and I forgot to I wrote five it? and something happened and I went, oh, and no 100. I never wrote a 100 in there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, uh, well. And in this case, what Amelia's thinking is Minerva can go there and become a cat and use her cat senses to see whether these are normal cats or Parkinisols or what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, but first, Minerva, I think this happens first, starts to worry because she knows that Harry Potter lives in this area and she knows that he has a cursed scar and she's a little worried that maybe he snapped. And, and he's 10 years he's, old. Yes, and he's 10 years old and he might be, you know, torturing kittens. But then she decides that's probably not It'd be more of a Dudley thing to do, if anything. Yes, it would. But, of course, she doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've heard her talk to her cats. I think they're measles. And Minerva says, well, they have a very distinct smell. So if I was there in cat form, I would be able to tell very easily. And Amelia doesn't have to worry about her career quite yet anyway, because she can hand in her report as uh, basically requested saying there's no muggle baiting because there isn't there's either muggles who are just stealing cats or there are magical folk who are doing something weird with kneesels so right it's not muggle baiting either way mm-hmm. and then they agree that they're going to do this and they have a toast they to the do. success of our investigation bones <laughs> and mcgonagall Girl detectives. detectives. (laughs) We're not girls. And Bones and McGonagall? Hmm. Shouldn't it be a McGonagall and Bones mystery? (laughs) Can't let that cheek go. Yeah, she does her best to look (laughs) (laughs) hard-boiled. So the next day they're in the alley next to Arabella's house, and they're pretending to smoke. So if Arabella sees them when she leaves, she won't think anything of it. Off she goes. It's the, it's the time of day that Amelia has noticed that she tends to go shopping. So that mm-hmm. works. And we have this very impressive brand new fence that's uh, at least 10 inches above their heads. And so. And they are tall. Yeah. And she's, Amelia's like, you know, Gringotts is nothing to it. And this woman is supposed to be a poor OAP. Minerva's like, OAP? And she's like, old age pensioner. People whose main source of, you know, income is their pension. So they're poor and this fence is expensive. And it has a really good lock, too. Mm-hmm. Amelia boosts Minerva up and she looks over the fence and sees this beautiful garden and a place for kittens. And a beautiful garden. The garden's just beautiful, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah, it's well manicured. Like I said, hope she has a donkey. Yes, I'm sure she does. Okay. Compost pile. Compost pile, yes. And she's got a very sturdy shed with a good lock as well as a padlock. 
and there's a something that looks like a kitten playground. It's got grass and chicken wire and open air, but the cats can get into the garden or get away, and there's cat flaps in the wall. So it would be, and she can. Oh, nope, I, I want to live there. I know. <laughs> and Amelia just gets frustrated because she's been having. She's holding her off the fence this Minerva whole time. Up, while Minerva just kind of, at least her cat brain just kind of drooling a little. Okay, hang on. Do I need to go out and spray it? Pause for technical difficulties. <laughs> I'm sorry, the fire is roaring. Hang on a minute, I gotta go look out the door and see what's going on. We were burning yesterday, and apparently it's decided to go again. Y'all talk amongst yourselves. Fire, fire, fire! Fire! Apparently it is stormy in Las Vegas, and it was blue skies and beautiful here. It's stormy here, it's been pretty nice here. I haven't been out all that much because I've been being lazy for the long weekend. <laughs> you guys, um... Oh, you ha- today's Victoria Day for you, right? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, and I forgot earlier. You guys go ahead and keep going. I'm going to go see if I need to hose this down, because apparently we have flameage. Oh, dear. I'll, I'll be back in a minute. You'll have to give us a report. Okay. Sue, sue the firefighter. <laughs> Sorry, all I can think of is Enrique. speaking of reports um, Amelia wants uh, Minerva's because apparently it's uh, it's kind of hard work holding Minerva up there to look over the fence so she wants to know what's going on and Minerva describes some of it for her and says this is a really expensive yard there's no way she's just getting this from a pension yeah, and the thing is, she's trying not to tell her. Like, Albus is also paying for the, her, like paying for the mortgage and and stuff like that. And I mean, she's living off her pension. And then the, it sounds like it's more of uh, Mrs. Fig's passion is her garden. And that's what, and, the, and her key, and her keys also is her supplement income. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what she's had. That's what she's has. Well, I think it'd be a jo- joint passion that she's managed to figure out how to make money on. Oh yeah. Which, good for her. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's talking about how measles are expensive and even the half-breeds are mm-hmm. are pricey if you have to get them from a shop. Mm-hmm. And most people would just get them from friends who have someone with litter. But um, how many friends is this unknown squib slash Aravella uh, likely to have that would have measles to give her? And they're thinking maybe she might breed them, which... Um, you're not really supposed to do, or I'm not sure what the deal is there. I don't. I don't think it's illegal to breed canisles, but there's something Let going me on go with it. Let go find my fantastic beast. I know where that is. Alrighty. <laughs> well, I just unpacked all my books, so they're not in boxes anymore. Oh, I see. Can't remember where we unpacked them. That's my problem. Well, I only have two bookshelves, which is a very sad thing, but. I've been doing a lot it's of reading on the iPad, so. Ah, uh, you know what? I do that too. Which mm-hmm. is really, really nice, but there's something really satisfying about having bookcases and lots of books. Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand. Okay, have the book one moment. Do, 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 do. Apparently, what's his name? It Was it Eddie Remain is the one that they're saying is probably yeah, going to be Nick's Commander? Yeah, 
Okay. He played Would Jack you li- in um, The Pillars of the Earth, which is what I know him from, and then he's been in other stuff, too. Les Mis. No, Les Mis. He's he played Stephen Hawking in The Theory the of Everything. Theory of Everything. That's a sad movie. Me. I haven't seen that one. Melancholy. It was good. Seen- okay. You want to hear the the entry? Sure. Might as well. Mm-hmm. How are we saying this? Knizel or Nizel? I usually pronounce the K, but I don't know. Knizel's. Ministry of Magic Classification, 3X. The Kneesel was originally bred in Britain, though it is now exported worldwide. A small cat-like creature with flecked, speckled, or spotted fur, outsized ears, and a tail like a lion's, the Kneesel is intelligent, independent, and occasionally aggressive, though if it takes a liking to a witcher wizard, it makes an excellent pet. The Kneesel has an uncanny ability to detect unsavory or suspicious characters and can be relied upon to guide its owner safely home if they are lost. Measles have up to eight kittens in a litter and can interbreed with cats. Licenses are required for ownership as, like Krups and Foopers, measles are sufficiently unusual in appearance to attract muggle interest. So there isn't necessarily anything um, particularly wrong about breeding them. It's just that... um, if she's the one that reported it, some of the kittens that she's been breeding have been stolen, and that's a good part of her livelihood kind of thing. I I have a theory, actually. Maybe it's not as much like the Ministry has decided that measles need to be con- controlled like the breeding does, other than like knowing who has them. Maybe it's a case of knowing who has them, and maybe like the official measles breeders, like the ones with high pedigrees and stuff, Maybe they got laws passed. Maybe it's kind of like more of like the what's the kennel cl- the kennel club and stuff like that, like yeah. dog stuff. So. I mean, it like, looks like um, they were protecting what it, their interests or something. Yeah, it looks like from what it goes into here, it's more the problem of where she lives and if. Regular Kniesels got loose in a muggle area that could count as a breach of the statute of secrecy. Like Definitely. If she lived in a wizarding town, I, it wouldn't be a problem. I I was thinking it was more because she she's she's on government substance or whatever it is. Pension. Uh, yeah, she's on a government pension and she's making money and she's not reporting it. Kind of like a little tax evasion kind of thing maybe going on. Yeah, but could the be. ministry wouldn't care about that. I mean, that's a, I don't think, because... Well, what it says here, Amelia's theory anyway, is we have the hypothesis that Mrs. Fig makes her money breeding measles, and that means, that would explain why her garden is so expensive, and also that she has some half measles herself. Now, some of the kittens go missing, and either she decides to report it from Kent so that the the ministry doesn't... uh, inquire into her business too much about the because of the statute of secrecy because it's she's right in the middle of a muggle area or that uh, they'd ignore it because she's a squib yeah or um somebody else knows about this business that she has and they've reported it uh, as muggle baiting hoping that the ministry would come in and close her down uh, because she's a rival or she gave them the wrong cat or some such thing so, so now they they're heading they over to Kent to see if they can figure out where it was sent to or where it was sent from rather. And they are going to start off from the Canterbury Owl office. Mhm. <laughs> and wizards apparently have the purple pages as opposed to the yellow pages. 
It coordinates with the night bus. Exactly. <laughs> and Dumbledore's robes. Oh, the purple pimp suit. <laughs> and his purple arm- armchairs and or sleeping bags that he likes to conjure for people. Uh, True. Purple's just a good color. I like purple. Yeah. A lot of wizard things to seem to be purple or green. <laughs> Sorry. I've been listening to the Babylon 5 podcasts. Mm-hmm. Purple, green, purple, green, purple, green. <laughs> I don't remember that. I may have missed them. The, there's this alien species. I don't remember. I think it's the Drazi. And they have this... And at one one episode... Half of them are wearing a purple sash, half of them are wearing a green sash, and they're just attacking each other because they're not on the right team. Hmm. Anyway. Sort of like the blue-pink thing from Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, yes, they go to another little place with a garden, and they're looking for the the wizard area of, uh, of Canterbury, it looks like. And apparently they they have to go to a place called Pure Magic with the CK. And Minerva mm. is not impressed by that. No. And apparently this one is set up as a New Age Wicca shop. And then you have to do the little um, passphrase or say a few of the right things to get to the part that's actually a wizard section. And they have a little miniature Diagon Alley with stuff once you walk through the wall over there. (laughs) And Amelia has fabulous interrogation skills. She's just talking casually and pumping the the owner, Matilda, 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 for information. (laughs) Yeah. And apparently they have a little partnership that the... Muggle woman runs the Wicca part of the shop, and the witch runs the wizard part of the shop. So it all works out. Well, they're also a couple, so mm-hmm. I like the way that it's said in the in the text. We learned that she and the woman in the front office were a couple. Amelia had figured that out at once. There is such a thing as a gaydar, as she explained to me once. <laughs> Minerva saying the word gaydar. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but that's a bit weird. A little bit, yeah. It's not the sort of thing you expect her to use. She would have some other way of phrasing it, but I don't but know. It, she got the phrase off of Amelia, so mm-hmm. maybe that's... Anyway, so Amelia brought the conversation around to pets and cats and measles and basically just asks, hey, where where do you find someone? Oh, we happen to know someone. It's not cheap, but it's worth it. She's awesome. She really takes care. She really wants to take care. She wants. She's more concerned about what the home life for the pet would be. Mm-hmm. So Arabella does home visits to all the people who are proposing to adopt some of her kneesels that she's bred. She's a responsible kneesel mom. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Yes, and apparently it is um, Mrs. Fig who put in the um, the notice of a problem herself and just Fair used enough. muggle baiting so that somebody would come look into it, I guess. I thought, no, the way I read it is that Matilda, well, like Arabella was mentioning it to Matilda. Oh, yes, but, you're right. I, I hadn't read far enough here. But yeah. before we get to the 
the ministry letter, apparently Arabella has a gentleman friend. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's like, he's no oil painting, but neither am I, and pretty is as pretty does. I tell you, those two are positively courting. Isn't that sweet at their age? Matilda was in her late 20s at most, since she seemed to gog at the idea of anyone over 60 having a love life. <laughs> yep. But then she was... This was the first time she'd come, and she was so happy because of her new gentleman friend. And then the second time she visited, she has all these worries about abductions. And her gentleman friend had got her a new padlock, but she didn't want to contact the ministry because she was a squib and didn't think they'd pay much attention. So Matilda and Caroline put in the thing about muggle-baiting so someone would come look. And she didn't quite think through how that would work out, but... Fortunately, it did come to Amelia, and they're actually paying attention to things. And then they ask about discount measles as a way of trying to hawk up a good lead. And apparently they know someone who considered it but decided not to because the contact person was a dodgy fellow. Hmm. So back to books again. Yay! Yay, books. Matilda tells them to go to Chaucer's. It's Muggle Books in the front, Wizarding Books in the back. Oh, it's like a party in the front. Well, all business in the front, party in the back. No. (laughs) no. the mullet of bookshops? No. No, we are not impugning a good bookshop by comparing (laughs) it to a mullet. I think I did. No. Okay. But first they go to lunch. Yeah, because you can't do an investigation on an empty tummy. No one. Mm-hmm. Or not and a Amelia sort one. of has to drag Minerva away from the bookshop first. But they do have lunch. And then she went to the shop. Yeah, and the shop was really good. And they pick it up. What, what is it? The punch cards. Because just in case, Minerva thinks the Poppy and, and uh, Professor Sprout would like to go. I thought the punch, punch card was at the coffee shop. Oh, I thought the coffee shop was where they got lunch. Um, no. Okay, they, never mind. They went. <laughs> they went to my fault. Jumped ahead. No, it's fine. They went to a Cornish pasty place, and then they had lunch, and then they went over to the bookshop. And Minerva takes point. Yes, and the, apparently the dodgy fellow is a had crook written all over him, and goes by the name of Mundungus. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. Yes. And fortunately, Amelia has had a good time looking through the mystery novels and found herself a, another book to get while she was waiting. And then they went to the coffee shop, a place called Nero, and it's asked for a fidelity card. Um, what is that? Do all muggles have one? I mean... Muggle England's awesome, but it's tricky. Mm-hmm. But it is a little punch card with ten squares. And it's a stamp card, I guess. They get little stamps for every cup of coffee that you buy, and then once you have ten of them, you get a free one. And she takes it, and Amelia's going, really, you're not going to be back here, but uh, you never know. She might be. Yeah. I mean, there's bookshops there. There's lots of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has book clubs. And she can bring Poppy and Rolanda along. And she tells Amelia the case is pretty much solved. And she's going, really? What are you talking about? And she explains that she knows Mundungus Fletcher. And 
he is a thief who's stealing the kittens and selling them on. And she's pretty sure that this is also Arabella's gentleman caller. Oh, poor Arabella. Where are we? Oh, good. Arabella. Minerva has yeah, just about figured everything life. out. Oh, good for her. How's the fire? The fire's mostly out, but we have a marauding skunk who broke into the chicken house and oh, no. ate all the eggs. And so we had to move the chicks because we were afraid the skunk would get to the chicks. And as soon as we're done here, I have to go and brick in where the skunk's getting in because he can eat my chickens, too. Oh, dear. Oh. So. I know. We thought it was the chickens. All sorts of adventures. We thought it was the chickens that were eating the eggs, but it looks like it's a combination of chickens and skunks. Mm. Chickens eat their eggs. Yes. And once they start doing it, they won't stop. So we have some that are really into it and they wait until the other chickens lay their eggs and then they eat them. So we're down about 10 eggs a day right now. And we read that if you filled an egg with mustard and gave it to them, they'd never do it again. But so far that hasn't seemed to have worked. Huh. Typical Potterfic Weekly. We have fires and skunks. Oh, my. Well, well. We're way off course. And we have somewhat unlovely gentlemen who are stealing measles kittens and selling them. Oh, doggone. He's kind of like a skunk. He stinks. Yeah. You don't want him around. And he's thieves. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is not a very good guy. Mm-hmm. Although he's not eating the kittens, at least. Well, that's good. <gasps> Terrible! <laughs> and they, but they're not sure what to do about this, because they have to put a stop to it, but they don't mm-hmm. want to hurt Arabella's feelings. No. Um, but... And they can't uh, sick no. the ministry on him, because then they'd try and shut down her business, probably. Which would not be good, and she needs the money. Yeah. Mm. So so they have to think about it for a while. But they end up deciding that they've got to tell her. So Arabella's going to the hardware shop to buy her own lock instead mm-hmm. of the one that Mundungus got her. Yes, because we find out that not only did he suggest the lock and go buy the lock and install the lock, he probably also has the key. Because he, he's too lazy to use the magic, he just rubbed it Mm-hmm. Well, in that way, also, there's not a magical residue. So they can't prove it was him. Oh, and Mr. Tibbles, the cat, doesn't, he's not a fan of Mundungus. Mm-hmm. We have an interesting little conversation with him because mm-hmm. being part Knietel, he's quite intelligent and can respond directly to said conversation. Mm-hmm. He's not happy with them for upsetting Arabella, but, you know. They've got to do something about Mundungus. He understands. Yes, it he has does. To be done. And she, he tried to warn her, but of course she only thought he was jealous of the attention or something. Yeah. And so then he, the plan is for him to hang out in the garden and trip up Mundungus if he tries to escape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he might give him a little swat, too. <laughs> yeah. So it gives Mr. Tibbles something to do. Yes, Mundungus is in for a hard time. And uh, she thinks, I'm going to have to explain the difference of between grievously bodily harm and, and a mild correction to Mr. Tibbles, because I have a feeling Mundungus might be running into grievous bodily harm. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yes. 
They talk about crime and punishment. Arabella gets a new padlock, and it had been her idea, and it showed the best of magical detectives could overlook clues, too, because nobody thought of that but her. Yes, because what they decided to do was basically set up uh, Mundungus so that Arabella could catch him in the act herself, Mm -hmm. and thereby not um, she believed them that way. Yeah, and it wouldn't get uh, Amelia in trouble because she, you know, was doing something that would upset the minister. So Amelia's kind of, you know, she's on the other side of it. They, they've they got a Wilhelmina Grubbly Plank to be the mark. And she's going to pretend that she's in the market for a Kneesel Kitten and set up Mundelgus. I like that they brought the Grubbly Plank in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And uh, she's also kind of setting up Amelia with uh, Grubbly Plank. She thinks they'll get along quite well together. Mm-hmm. Might even help her with the business. I mean, she's a care of magical creatures teacher and I need keezles and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. She says, well, I might not have a gaydar as sharp as Amelia's. I could easily see that a night vigil in Wilhelmina's cottage would suit Amelia admirably. <laughs> <laughs> so if for some reason Mundungus gets past them, she'll be waiting. But <laughs> there's very little chance that he's going to get past the two women and the guard cat, because that guard cat is more than ready. Mm-hmm. I want a keezel. Yeah. I'd love a measle or a part measle. I don't know. The one, the cat I've got right now is smarter than his own good. I don't know if I could handle one that was smarter than me. But it might be easier to communicate directly, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Just because you're sure they understand you doesn't no greater guarantee that they'll pay attention. <laughs> oh, definitely. Or, you know, still do the whole pet me, pet me, pet me. Oh, you touched me. Bloody your hand thing. <laughs> yeah. So. And, I didn't mean pet me there. I meant like specifically that. in one spot. <laughs> it had to be counterclockwise twice. With a certain amount of pressure, yeah, and you can't breathe on too much of my fur while you do it. Oh no, because that feels weird. <sighs> it messes up the proper massage massage technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know what? And if you talk to me, I don't want to hear it. Well, I I have oh, to unless know. you're talking about food. Well, yeah, <laughs> I need to go find the clip of the cat talking and. Dear diary, I've decided to plead with the authorities to rub my belly. I think it'll do me good in my current condition. I would like to receive two rubs exactly. A third one and I will bite the shit out of them as per protocol. Wish me luck. Uh, is this one of the dear kitten? Videos? Yeah, well, it's it's before it's the original one before the kitten came in. Ah. Uh, but yeah. Say Frank is fun. I actually um, saw something that seems very similar. I wonder if they got it from there. But uh, on Facebook, they were having uh, diary entries from the Mm. dog diary versus the cat diary. Right. The dog diary was like, 8 a.m., breakfast, my favorite thing. Playing with a ball, my favorite thing. A walk, my favorite thing. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so on. That sounds about right. And the cat diary was 
Day 53, I am still captive. <laughs> <laughs> My bowl is half empty. I think they're trying to starve me to death. <laughs> I tried to, I left them a decapitated mouse to show my prowess, but all they said was, they called me a great hunter instead, and, uh, <laughs> Bad kitty. He was trying to strike terror in the hearts of the humans, and it didn't work. I, I need oh, a... who's a good kitty? I need a skunk hunting kitty. That's what I need. Larry, you want to go, you want to go see Sue and, and hunt skunk? Yeah, we'll have to find you some claws first, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Flurry. <laughs> yeah. Today I was almost successful in an attempt to assassinate one of my tormentors by weaving around his feet as he was walking. I must try this again tomorrow, but at the top of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like their their plan here because what they've done is Amelia has gone to Wilhelmina's so that Arabella doesn't see Amelia. Because if for some reason she goes into the ministry and sees her there, nobody they don't want her to be recognized. So Minerva has come. Did you guys already talk about this and I missed it? Uh, go ahead. Okay. So Minerva has come and talked to Arabella because she's an order member and she's well known. They know each other, so it works out. Mm-hmm. And it worked out well. Mm-hmm. So, and, and she says, don't worry about me. You know, in the, in the novels, they usually have some moment of extreme danger, but I don't think there'll be much problem in, in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mundungus isn't going to beat me in a duel. There's no way. Yeah. And so Minerva's putting up word, wards to, yeah, words, wards <laughs> to prevent Mundungus from using Alohomora and, she says, well, you don't have to put up words because he's the one that put all the kittens or he's the one that put the lock on there for me. And I just bet you he's got the spare key. And he probably was the one who abducted it the first time so he could put the locks on. And yeah, she's got his number at this point. Mm-hmm. Arabella yeah. is a sharp cookie when, once she gets on the case. Mm-hmm. So she's getting a new padlock. Then Mundungus will try and open it with his old key, and then they'll catch him. Yeah, it won't work. But in the meantime, they're having key, tea, wow, tea <laughs> and a ga- glass of, <laughs> I should stop talking, tea and a glass you of sherry. Yeah, that would be bad. I have to go skunk fighting after this. Oh. <laughs> and then bangers and mash, because Arabella needs to keep busy. Yes. And it turns out she's. And Minerva's already had a fairly substantial lunch and could do without all of this, but oh well. Yeah. Hogwarts mashed potatoes aren't very good, but this one, this is the very essence of comfort food. Then it gets dark. Excuse me. What was that? I I was going to tell you. I'm like, I had bangers and mash when I went to London. Uh huh. Now you've got me yawning. No, I'm sorry. But I was, I was like, I, I knew what it was. I knew it was mashed potatoes and, and um, sausages. But they put a lot of cereal in that sausage. Really? And, hmm. Well, don't don't try for for breakfast. I mean, it's like pure. It's like a tiny bit of meat and a lot of cereal, kind of like a filling. Filling. Than, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I was, I was kind of like. It might wow. depend on where you go. Well, might have just been wherever you sauce. had it. 
Yeah, the breakfast sausage had a lot of more had more cereal than when I had it for lunch, for lunch. But huh, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, we had don't drink don't drink the beer. The beer is awful. <laughs> okay. They probably disagree, but who knows? Oh no, they've even told us their beer is awful. Okay. Oh. Their hard cider is very, very good. Well, that would be right up my alley. So there we go. Okay. I had I had bangers. If that sausage is for dinner tonight, bangers and peppers. Mm. It was very good. And chicken wings. That sounds good too. I had egg sandwich. Hmm. And Scarlett, who's on mute, so we don't know what she had. What, for dinner? Yeah. yeah. You were eating earlier, but I can't remember what you said. Chicken pot pie. Oh, that was right. Oh, yeah. Yes. I <laughs> drift- that started a whole other conversation. <laughs> Did. I just mentally drifted off. Oh, okay. That happens to us. I'm tired again. Mm-hmm. Are you? It's not, partic- it's not particularly late here. It's just I keep waking up at six. Mm-hmm. That'll uh, do it. Yeah. Me too. For nine more days. And then I get oh, to turn my alarm off to. for the seven, there for the summer. Yay! Hurrah! That'd be nice. It will be nice. It's dark. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting. They're lying in wait for Mundungus. And here he comes, and he extracts a Muggle key, and he tries to put it in the padlock, and it doesn't work. And he looks at the key, and he looks at the padlock, like hmm, something's wrong. And he looks through his looks pockets again. No, no. Nope, nope. Another key. That's the one. And then Minerva steps out and says, freeze, hands up. You're caught in the act. <laughs> She's always wanted to say that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that just reminds me. It just, uh, you know what? That was probably like the favorite part in the whole Harry Potter movies. It, when she did the locomotive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing, she goes, I've always wanted to do that. I'm, I'm sorry. That was like my favorite part of the whole entire movie. <laughs> uh-huh. And yeah. I'm sure that we'll put that clip right here. <laughs> Pierre Totem Locomotor Hogwarts is threatened Man the boundaries Protect us Do your duty to our school I've always wanted to use that spell and of course, Mundungus is stunned. Not literally, of course. She didn't actually stun him. And, and Arabella starts going off on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got some uh, bad things to call him. <laughs> Choice words. You louse. You pile of bad droppings. You toe rag. And even though she's not screaming, she's kind of even unnerving Minerva. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she Mundungus- throws a bit of cat food at him. She's a good shot, too. She wings it at him and knocks him right in the head. Knocks him out. Man, I can see him just like his head. (laughs) That's when he falls into the compost pile right there. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) And then Minerva gets gets into his face and says, You clear off, and you never, ever bother Amelia again, and you don't tell anybody about the Kniesel business, because if you do, you'll have to deal with Dumbledore. Or Albus, and worse, and then me, me. Mm-hmm. and it will not be pretty. Yes. And she meant Arabella rather than Amelia. That was she's not there. Oh, Arabella! It says Arabella. I just can't read. 
Someone had And he's he's looking positively bilious, so he's probably close to vomiting. Oh, there you go. There we go. See, Trisha, we got it in here. And she tells him to get out, and as he tries to get out, Mr. Tibbles trips him. And down he goes again. Thunk. And then he gets a little scratch. Completely accidental. Of course, course. it was accidental. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Happened to any cat (laughs) trying to avoid a falling human in the dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then 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 Minerva gets him a boil. Mm -hmm. He won't sit for a week. On his what? Where? On his backside. On his posterior. On his arse? And his bum. (laughs) She was looking at his bum. She was a bum looker. She a bum looker? Ooh. She was a bum looker. <laughs> not, I don't, not in this case. I think it's more of ready, aim, target. Yeah. yeah. I don't see Minerva caring anything about his bum. I know. But I had to say it. Yeah, that's kind and of funny. Arabella doesn't want to worry about getting compensation from him because she doesn't, she'd rather not see him again. Mm-hmm. And he'd have and to steal least. for it. Yeah. Yeah. That would and be good. now she doesn't have to worry about the kittens. So, and that's a load off her mind. So then, Minerva wants to know how on earth she managed to hit him with that the cat food cannon. Wants to know if it was a lucky strike, and she says, "Yeah, it was." Mind, I've had years of practice. We've played darts every week, and Minerva has no clue what darts are. This just made my heart break. Yeah, it did. I mean. It ended up, um, Arabella's, um, husband passed away. Mm-hmm. Was he a muggle? I can't remember what they say. I don't remember. That's what, that's how it reads. I mean, yeah, darts he must is have been a muggle pissed. pub, pub game and. Then they used yeah. to play darts and she's a squib, so it would make sense that she would be with a muggle. We don't hear anything about him in canons. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. remember what it says here. But. Well, yeah. What it was, like, she always made dinner, and so what he did is, like, okay, this that was their date night. Mm-hmm. Every Friday night, they went to date night, and they would go to look pub with friends, and they would throw darts. Yep. <laughs> and she's got one at home, so she takes Minerva upstairs to show her how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when he started getting sick, he brought one home and said, you know, this way we can still practice. And he knew that he wouldn't be able to get out much longer, so he brought one for her. I yeah, know. and she would bring and she would bring dinner. I mean, she would just go out and get dinner, and they would practice and have dinner at home. And but and still, she wouldn't be she wouldn't be making dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do take was, away. Mm-hmm, so they do take away, and then once he does pass, she still goes out. She doesn't go out with the friends anymore to the pub because it just it hurts too much. Mm-hmm. But she still does the takeaway. She practices. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then she'll play some darts. And so she lets Minerva try. And Minerva doesn't do very well. No, but she, you know, hit the board three times out of five, so that's not too bad. And one of the darts wasn't too far from the center. And so Minerva kind of thinks that it might be a nice thing to come around every once in a while and play darts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Arabella throws her second dart of the eve- evening with expert precision. It hit the bullseye with a resounding thud. She looked at me, and I knew we both thought the same. Somewhere, someone was saying, that's my girl. That's my girl. Yep. 
That's where the case of the missing kittens ends. It does. But I'm glad you guys told me about this. I'm going to look up the other ones to listen to tomorrow because I've been without Fick the last couple of days and I've been going stir crazy. So something Mm -hmm. new to listen to is a great idea. I don't know. I think this came up on my live journal. I don't know how it would have come up on my live journal. I'm not sure how I found it. Maybe somebody posted it on the forum. But I know when I read it. So, yeah, because it sounds, it seems familiar to me, too. Mm -hmm. Could probably find out. The minute I read it, I was like, oh, this one we got a podcast on. So, mm-hmm. and it's so this just fun. little sub series by um, the real Snape starts with the case of the living portrait, which is is linked in the the header to this one if you're reading it on the the festival live journal page. And then there's the case of the missing kittens, and then from February 2014, there's the case of the cat show, the case of the cat show corruption. Which is, features Argus Filch and the Malfoys. And oh most recently in March of 2015, there is Minerva McGonagall and the Business of Ferrets. That looks like it would be a good one. Okay. I love the little icon she has for Business of Ferrets and Cat Show Corruption. It's McGonagall. Who? Me? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. She also has one that says Asio Plot. <laughs> so how many did we say there were? Four or five? I believe there's just four, although Business of Ferrets is in two parts. Okie doke. All right. She also has other fic, but it's not in this little series. The Case of the Cat Show Corruption. That's that one I have not read through all of it yet, but I read the Business of Ferrets this afternoon instead of rereading this one. <laughs> Because I got distracted. Eh, distraction's good. So, well, do we have other things we want to say about this? Or should we just say it was really fun and we enjoyed it? And thank you so much for writing something so fun that we uh, we had a good time with, even though I missed part of it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. It was, it was fun. And thanks also to Kelly Chambliss for prompting this second one and posting it up where somebody from the forum found it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I might have to uh, see if I can join this group. I think that might be fun. The Minerva Fest group? The Minerva Fest group, if it's still going. Looks like Kelly Chambliss uh, baited the business of ferrets. Ah, cool. So, we will say goodnight next time. Anybody know what it is next time we will it's, be? It's a fic. I mean, it's like oh. an extended fic, not like a... Sh- I'm going to be quiet now because now <laughs> it sounds like I'm dirty. <laughs> I have no idea. It's a multi-chapter one. I almost it's it Trisha's pick, it's Lessons, Lessons for, Life. for Life. And it's the one that Trisha, one of the first ones that Trisha read, and she remembered it fondly, so we are going to be reading it. It's fluffy, but not a really sickening fluffy. It's one of those nice, easy reads, or is not... I don't know. It's it's one of those fics that you can just kind of, like, zone in. And that's the only way I can describe it. Cool. It's like, it's not real hard to think about, but it's but it's a nice story. Mm-hmm. Nice. All I can find on the forum for this one is that you posted it in our recommendations thread, so you must have found it somewhere else, I think. Mm, 
I think it went up in the rec fed. The, wow. the rec fed? <laughs> the wire forum. One mics. Recommendations. I swear. <laughs> One mics. Oh, look at that. Scarlet posted do, in there. Yeah. I should read that. Just me being excited. Oh, I'm excitable. Here we go. We never would have guessed. No, never. Me? Excited? No, never. I mean, I'm not excited about the fact I have fabric or <laughs> books. Okay. Alrighty. Oh, come on. I'm a Ravenclaw, and y'all have known me long enough. I know. Yeah, we are allowed have. to be excited about things. You are. Yeah, I- like that. Maybe somebody PM'd you a recommendation? Maybe, or maybe somehow or another it was on my live journal and it was something that I said, ooh, Case of the Missing Kittens, that looks like something I would like, and I put it in there. I don't know. Doesn't matter how it got there, it did, and it was awesome. It was. We had a good time with it. (laughs) So. Should we say goodnight? I think... We should say yeah. goodnight. Pretty much wrapped up what we were going to say. And hope you guys enjoyed the story and our coverage as usual. And take a look at the real Snape's other fic and possibly some other things from Minerva Fest if that catches your fancy. And hopefully you'll join us again next week for our next story. Yeah, it'll be fun. And I'm getting ready to have a coughing fit because of the smoke. <coughs> so we will say goodbye, everybody. Thanks for Bye. Goodnight, everyone. I got a chance to get a message from the real Snape, and she asked me to say that she is absolutely thrilled that we picked her fic to podcast on, and I'll be sending her an advanced copy, so if she has something more to say, it will be in the show notes. So look for those. Thanks! So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.